ಓಂ ಜ್ಞಾನ ತಿಮಿರಂದಸ್ಯಾನಂಜನ ಶಲಾಕಾಯ ಚಕ್ಷುರುನ್ಮಿಲಿತೈತನ್ಯಮನೋಭೀಷ್ಟೂತಲೆ ಸ್ವಯಂಕಾಮ್ಯಂದೇಹಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರೋ ಶ್ರೀಯುತ್ತಪರಕಮಲಂ ಶ್ರೀಗುರುನ್ ವೈಷ್ಣವಂಶ್ರೀರೂಪ ಸಾಗ್ರಜಾ ಸಹಗನಲಿತ ಸಹಗನ ರಘುನತೀವ ಸದ್ವೈತ ಸಾವಧೂತ ಪರಿಜನ ಸಹಿತ ಕೃಷ್ಣಚೈತನ್ಯದೇವೃಷ್ಣಪಾದನ್ ಸಹಗನಲಿತೃಷ್ಣಾಭಾಯಕೃಷ್ಣಾಪೃಷ್ಟಾಭೂತಲೇಮತ್ತೇ ಗೌರವಾಚಾರಿಣ್ಯವಾಚಕೂಪತೂಭ್ಯಪತಿಭ್ಯೋ ಕೃಷ್ಣಕರ್ಣಸಿಂಧು ದೀನಬಾಂಧೋ ಜಗತ್ಪತೆ ಗೋಪೇಶಗೋಪೇಕಾಧಾಕಾಂತ ನಮಸ್ತುತೆ ತಪ್ತಕಂಚನ ಗೌರಂಗೀ ರಾಧೇ ವೃಂದವನೇಶ್ವರಿ ವೃಷಭಾನುಸುತೆ ದೇವಿ ಪ್ರಣಮಿ ಹರಿ ಪ್ರಿಯ ಜಯ ಶ್ರೀ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಚೈತನ್ಯ ಪ್ರಭುನಿತ್ಯನಂದ ಶ್ರೀ ಅದ್ವೈತ ಗದಾಧಾರ ಶ್ರೀವಾಸಿ ಗೌರಭಕ್ತವೃಂದ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ಕೃಷ್ಣ ಹರೇ ಕೃಷ್ಣ 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 ಹರೇ 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 ರಾಮ ಹರೇ ರಾಮ 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 ಹರೇ ಹರೇ ಟುಡೇ ಇಸ್ ಸ್ಯಾಟರ್ಡೇ ಮಾರ್ಚ್ ತರ್ಟೀನ್ತ್ 2021 according to our western calendar and that means we're already almost in the middle of march and it means we're approaching gor purnima 
I just read a message that they're expecting 4,000 devotees for the Gaur Purnima festival in Mayapur. Um, I don't know how many are usually there, but um, I was quite surprised to hear. So we might want to imagine if we're not going to Mayapur, we might want to make a mental pilgrimage, Manasa, Manasa Parikrama. Of course, there are also lots of online Parikramas happening nowadays you can uh, connect to. Or you can stay right in your own room, house, apartment, and uh, make a parikrama of your apartment. Hmm. Um, yeah, there was a famous essay. Who wrote it? Hmm. A British author famous 19th century he was protesting against all of the um, all of the travel literature being written so he wrote he wrote an essay uh, about a journey around his room okay let's uh, journey to the Bhajana Lalasa of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. This is song number eight. And it goes like this in translation. O oh Lord Hari, because I forgot you, my tongue has become afflicted with the disease of ignorance. I cannot relish the nectar of your holy name, for I have become addicted to the taste of worldly pleasures. O oh Lord Hari, if I sing your holy name aloud every day with great respect, then as sugar candy taken medicinally destroys the very disease which makes it taste bitter, namely jaundice, so your holy name will cure my spiritual disease and allow me to gradually taste his sweetness. O merciful Lord, how great is my misfortune that I feel no appreciation for your holy name. In such a lamentable state, how will I be freed from committing the 10 offenses to the holy name? If I sing your holy name every day by your mercy, the 10 offenses will gradually disappear. A taste for your holy name will grow within me 
and then I will taste the intoxicating spirit of the name. So you may have noticed, again, this is a reflection, a, a Bengali song, lyrical rendering of a verse of Srila Goswami's Nectar of Instruction, verse number seven. Let's sing and then let's, we can discuss that. <clears throat> hari 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 Tomade bulia avidya pidaya pidita rasana muoda Tomade bulia avidya pidaya pidita rasana Mora Krishna Nam Shudha Balo Nahi Lage Vishaya Shukate Boda Krishna Nam Shudha Balo Nahi Lage Vishaya Sukhate Bhoda Pratidina Jodhi Adhara Koriya Shenama Kirtana Kori Pratidina Jodhi Adara Koriya Shenama Shantir Shenama Kirtana Kori Sita Pala Jena Nashi Roga Mula Krameshadu Hoya Hari Sita Pala Jena Nashi Roga Mula Krameshadu Hoya Hari Durdaiva Amara Shename Adara Nahoyindo doya mahoya Dudaiva amara Shename adara Nahoyindo doya mahoya Dasha apadradha 
amara dodaiba temane hoyibe shoya dasa aparadha amara dodaiba temane hoyibe koya Anudina jena Tava nama gaya Kramete kripaya Tava Anudina jena Tava nama gaya Kramete kripaya Tava Aparadha Jabe Name Ruchi Habe Asadibo Nama Sahaba Aparadha Jabe Name Ruchi Habe Asadibo Nanas Sahaba Ade Krishna Ade Krishna 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 Ade 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 Rama Ade Rama 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 Ade 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 Krishna Ade Krishna 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 Ade 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 Rama Ade Rama 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 Ade Ade Ate Krishna, Ate Krishna, Krishna Krishna Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama Hare 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 Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Krishna, Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare. Hare Rama, Hare Rama, 
Hari Hare Tomare Bulia Avidya Pidai Pidata Roshanamor. O oh Lord Hari, because I forgot you, Bulia means having forgotten, my tongue has become afflicted. Here, tongue is Rasana. Mora rasana, my tongue, uh, is pidita, has become afflicted. Avidya pidaya, because of the affliction of ignorance. I cannot relish the nectar of your holy name, for I have become addicted to the taste of worldly pleasures. Krishna amasudha. Sudha means um, nectar, it, can, it means uh, intoxicating drink, actually. Bhalo nahi lagi, I cannot take it well. Bhalo is good or well. Nahi lagi, I can't, I can't access it. Vishaya Sukate Bora. And the, uh, the Sukha, <laughs> the pleasure of Visha <clears throat> has, been, has become my addiction, Bora. Protidin Jadi Adara Koriya Shenam Kirtan Kori. Oh Lord, if I sing your holy name aloud, every day with great respect. Uh, Protidin is every day and Jodi is if from 
yadi adara koriya uh, if i mm, sing aloud se nam kirtan kori if i do this nam kirtan sita pal jeno then as sugar candy sita pal taken medicinally uh, nashi nashiya destruction roga mula will destroy the disease roga at the root mula krame sadhu hoy hari so your holy, holy name will cure my spiritual disease at the root um, and gradually krame my taste sadhu uh, hoy happens um, in other words the normal sweet taste will happen uh, dur daiva amara how great is my misfortune she nam adara i feel no appreciation she nam for this name uh, na hoilo it doesn't happen, has not happened. Doya moi, oh, oh, you who are merciful, you who are constituted of mercy, mercy, merciful Lord. Dasha aparada, amar durdaiva, my misfortune, a lamentable state. How will I be freed? Uh, from committing the ten offenses, dasha aparada kamone hoibe kshoi. Kshoi in this case, freed means I think also cut. Kamon, kamone, how hoibe will be, how will be the kshoya, the destruction of the ten offenses. Anudin Jeno, if I sing your holy name every day, Tavanam Gai, by your mercy, mm, Tavakripai, Kramete, will gradually disappear. Aparada, Jade, Jabe, Aparajabe uh, name ruchi hobe, which is hoibe. The taste, ruchi, of your name, hoibe, will happen. Aparada uh, joibe, it will go. The aparads will, will go away. Ashadibo namasava. Ashadiba, I will taste namasava, the nectar, the intoxicating spirit of your holy name. So it ends with, it, it begins with lamentation, the song, and it ends with hope, as many of Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur's songs do. 
and we may recognize that he is taking this song from Upadeshamrita, verse number seven. Syat Krishna Nama Charitadi Sitapya Vidya Pitopadapta Rasanasya Narochikanu Kintvadarada Nuninang Kalusaiva Jushtasvadvi Kramat Kramad Bhavatitat Gadamula Hanti Hantri. The holy name, character, pastimes, and activities of Krishna are all transcendentally sweet like sugar candy. Although the tongue of one afflicted by the jaundice of avidya, ignorance, cannot taste anything sweet. It is wonderful that simply by carefully chanting these sweet names every day, a natural relish awakens within the tongue and one's disease is gradually destroyed at the root. So the verse is very much uh, rooted in an analogy. You may have noticed that a lot of the teachings of Krishna consciousness are connected with analogies. I'm seeing this in the Tattva Sandarbha, which we're attending. I'm attending a course in um, philosophical um, points of Nyaya and epistemology especially, a lot of examples. Examples are taken, analogies and examples to illustrate because we have difficulty with abstractions. They don't, they don't go in because uh, we, are, ex we experience with our senses, uh, including the mind. And so to reach beyond the senses and mind, uh, we need some help, some analogies. So here we're getting the analogy of uh, the experience of jaundice. Uh, some of you may have experienced jaundice. I don't believe I've had jaundice specifically. Anyone has experienced jaundice? Ananda Mayi has had jaundice. And do you want to tell us what it's like to experience jaundice? Hare Krishna, Guru Maharaj, and everyone. I'm little sick, so I'm sorry my voice is not so good, maybe. Um, I didn't lost the taste, <laughs> um, so it wasn't so much uh, like the description. <laughs> I spent, um, I was in Vrindavan uh -huh. at that time. I was on the course of um, Bhakti Sai Baba. Uh -huh. And I was eating so much sweets. <laughs> that, uh -huh. 
usually I was very strict with all those things. But this year was quite free. <laughs> uh -huh. so, um, I spent two weeks and they took me to one person uh, who is curing uh, this disease. And they told me that one devotee from Russia just died for the challenges. <laughs> wow. Uh, so they took me to the hospital and I was quite sick, really. I was thinking, oh, Krishna is taking me <laughs> away. A second mm. chance came. So I got the second chance. You got a second chance. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. And I passed my exams then. So the devotees were really surprised. <laughs> oh, very yeah. good. Mm -hmm. um, as I understand, it's a condition of the liver. Um, yeah, there's some connection with the liver, um, and it um, the some liquid is there, yellow liquid, which contaminates all the body. So it's yeah. very difficult to cure. It goes for many, uh, many, many months to to cure it. Oh. Yeah. So the heavy. okay, <laughs> thank you. So the analogy is given. I'm curious about this also. They, the the tradition says that the cure for jaundice is to take uh, sugar candy or rock candy, which to me sounds completely impractical uh, in the hospital they gave me lots of um, this um, how they I don't know how to say in English they give um, they put um, the veil in the in the, IV uh -huh. yeah, yeah and this is like like sugar this this substance is like sugar. So oh. my head was like this, you know, because it was too much of this. <laughs> but they cured me with this sugar. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. <laughs> and some medicines also. So it must be true that it's cured with sugar, although it, I thought you, you said you ate too much sugar and then that's how you got sick. Uh, maybe not too much, but I just went to the shops, you know, in the Vrindavan, they opened new shops new, near the temple. <laughs> I was tasting the sweets and maybe from... Uh. I don't know exactly, but that was my... I was thinking that this is my bad, kar bad karma. <laughs> mm. I, I just got free for, for this. Okay, well, I'm just looking... <laughs> I'm just looking at the Wikipedia article on jaundice. <laughs> Not very much fun. Um, okay. Back to Shastra. <laughs> so the point that's made in, the Shastra, in this verse is mm, kin to the second half of the verse, adarat anudinam. Uh, that if one chants the name every day and how to chant uh, the Sanskrit word adarat, 
uh, means carefully. <clears throat> and uh, so, kintva dharat anudinam kalusa eva jushta svadvi kramat bhavati tatkadamulahantri. There can be um, removal. It becomes this chanting becomes tatgadamulahantri. It becomes that which removes at the root uh, this disease. So we already know this, but maybe we don't. Maybe we forget. <clears throat> There is a diseased condition, and the diseased condition is not relishing the name. So if you're noticing <clears throat> if you're noticing a lack of taste in chanting the holy name, perhaps we should think, oh, this, this is a problem. I'm in a diseased condition. We want to be in a healthy condition, which suggests that relishing the holy name is the natural condition. It's the natural healthy condition. Uh, so how to get there? Kintvadarat anudinam. Anudinam, every day, chanting. This is what we do. Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Srila Prabhupada says in his purport, the real disease is in the heart. If the mind is cleansed, however, if consciousness is cleansed, a person cannot be harmed by the material disease. So that's nice to know. Um, one is protected by, uh, by purification, by the chanting. To cleanse the mind and heart from all misconceptions, one should take to this chanting of the Hare Krishna mantra. It's interesting to think that misconceptions can be uh, corrected by this process, which doesn't seem to have anything to do with conceptual uh, formation of conception. Conceptions are something in the uh, mind. It's a, a construction, we can say, of the mind, maybe the intelligence. And a misconception would be a misunderstanding. And Prabhupada's saying you can you can fix all the misconceptions just by chanting Hare Krishna. Okay. Um, so Shila Takur Ki Jai. Oh, um, we have some comments here. Rasodari Hari says, 
interesting could be in Jyotish, bad liver is connected with Jupiter, and the remedy is also Jupiter, which is sweet. Hmm, okay. And the analogy is very good since Jupiter is connected to spiritual progress. Okay, thank you. That's good to know. Yeah, they, they're shooting rockets, you know, to, to Mars. I think there are three of them from three different countries now going to Mars. One's already there, maybe all there. I guess they're all there now. Um, they should be, if they want some benefit, maybe they should go to Jupiter. Then again, maybe not, because they'll just spoil everything. Okay, Avadutarai says, Lokanath Swami says, we should avoid the 12th offense. Oh, chanting with mobile phones on, indeed. <laughs> yes. Uh yeah, perhaps as there's more kinds of technology, there will be more kinds of offense to be avoided. Okay, Hare Krishna. Does anyone have something to share this today? Any show and tell is welcome. Anything and everything, something. We didn't see any in advance registering, but you don't necessarily have to announce in advance. And you don't have to be shy. Um, <laughs> but it looks like, no, today everyone's being shy or they're being uh, something else they're being you are being too cautious i don't know what it is maybe maybe the show and tell idea has lost its popularity oh olia has her hand up olia do you want to say something Mm. Hare Krishna Hare Krishna Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna. Um, Darf ich kurz nur auf Deutsch ja, sagen, ganz kurz Sie können dann vielleicht für alle übersetzen okay. Ich mache jetzt Guru Schule Kurs Guru Disciple Kurs Aha. und ähm, das ist sehr schwer für mich sehr ehrlich schwer. gesagt Ja, das ist sehr schwer für mich zum Verstehen, also und ich bitte, also, also es geht, ja, ich, ich, ich habe schon Hälfte geschafft, ja, also es ist schon Hälfte vorbei, Aha. aber es ist, es ist ganz, meine ganze Kraft, also, also Japa und dieser Kurs, ja, also das nimmt ganze Kraft und ich bitte auf eure Segnungen von alle Gott, Bruder und Sister, Schwestern ah, okay. und von Ihnen, bitte, dass ich das schaffe. Danke. Okay. Danke, danke. Yes, uh, Bhakti Olia is expressing that she's finding it very, that she's taking the disciple course and she's finding it quite difficult 
Um, perhaps I should add that she has four young children. Uh, so managing four children, chanting Hare Krishna, 16 rounds. Yeah, and a couple of her children are very small. And, uh, and she's doing the disciple course. Show. So she's asking for the blessings of all the devotees present to uh, be successful in completing this course, which she has now uh, done half of so far. So your blessings are requested. <laughs> okay. Yes, I think they're all giving their blessings. Ich denke, die geben alle ihre Segnungen an dir, Olia. <laughs> okay. So, uh, if nobody wants, let's see, let me check again. Oh, they're all sending their blessings. So I think we could proceed with some discussion of Shastra. And we, we sort of dipped into Chaitanya Charitamrita very briefly last week as, excuse me, preparation, as warming up for, uh, for Gaur Purnima. And I thought we could continue, but, well, um, before we do that, I thought we'd do one verse of Srila Raghunath Das Goswami's Sri Mana Shiksha, Splendid Instructions to the Mind. Uh, this has been very nicely compiled with commentaries by my god sister Urmila Devi <clears throat> and uh, <clears throat> it consists of 12 verses by Rupa Goswami not Rupa by Raghunathas Goswami and he addresses his mind so these are prayers mana shiksha prayers but also shiksha, uh, or more accurately shiksha, uh, they are instructions to the mind. So the first of these goes like this. First, the Sanskrit. Guru goshte goshtalayishu sujane bu suragane svamantre shri namni brajanava yuvadvan vasharane Sadadam bang hitva kururatim apurvam atitaram Ayesvantar bratas chatubirabiyache dritapada dritapada O dear brother, O mind, having given up all pride, Please, please, 
develop unprecedented and excessive attachment to, and then we get a list, to Sri Guru, to Sri Vrindavan, the abode of cows, that's Sri Vrindavan, to the devotee residence of Vrindavan, to all the devotees on this planet, to the confidential mantra given by Sri Guru, to the holy names of Sri Sri Radha Krishna, and to the process of surrendering to the fresh, youthful couple of Raja. Holding your feet, that is the feet of the mind, I beseech you with sweet words. Now, some of these words you probably maybe don't know. Unprecedented means it's never happened before. So please develop. Uh, excessive means great, a great, huge amount. Uh, please develop attachment, which is super great and which has never been there before. Uh, attachment to who? To Sri Guru, to Sri Vrindavan, to all the devotees of the planet, uh, to the mantra. This is referring now to the mantras received in what we call second initiation, uh, Gayatri mantras. To the holy name of Shri Shri Radha Krishna, to the process of surrendering uh, to the fresh youthful couple of Raja. Holding your feet, I beseech you, I plead with you. Beseech is a, a strong request. Mm. So this verse, this first verse is, um, is just opening to uh, the topic uh, of developing the mind, which is being given throughout the Manashiksha. There's a commentary to this uh, by Srila Bhaktivinoda Thakur. And he has an invocation to the Manashiksha commentary, uh, which goes like this. Shri Shri Guru Charanebhyo Namaha, Shri Krishna Chaitanya Chandraya Namaha, Shri Raghunath Das Goswami Charanebhyo Namaha. I offer my respects to the lotus feet of Shri Guru, the moonlike Shri Krishna Chaitanya, and Shri Raghunath Das Goswami. And then there's several prayers. Um, yeah, we can go through one of them. Raja Dhamma Nityadhan Radha Krishna Duijana Lila Abeshe Ekka Tanu Hoya Dhamma Saha Godadeshe Prokota Hoila Eshe Nitya Nitya Parishada Loya The eternal treasure of Raja, Shishi Radha, and Krishna, absorbed in their play 
melded into one body and manifested in Bengal, along with their timeless abode and their entourage of eternal associates, melded together. Lila avesha eka tanu hoya. Tanu means body, eka one. So they became one body. Radha Krishna dui jono. Lila avesha. Avesha, this comes a few times in Chaitanya Charitamrita, can mean possession in the sense of like becoming possessed by a ghost. Um, and so it's in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, sometimes prema avesha, prema avesha is mentioned. Uh, becoming possessed with prema, it's like being taken over by prema, by love. So here it mentions lila avesha, becoming taken over by Leela, becoming possessed, uh, infused, completely mm, pervaded, pervaded with, with, uh, with Leela. Dama saha gauda deshe, prakata hoila eshe, nidja nitya parishadaloya. So he's telling how Mahaprabhu appears. And that brings us uh, to our next topic. And for this, I want to ask um, Dharma Gopta, if you're there, if we could, if I could share my screen, I would need some. Yes, Guru Maharaj, you can share. Um, I'm not seeing the option. Don't have share screen in the bottom of the window? No, it has. Oh, there it is. It's right in front of me. Sorry. <laughs> it was too obvious, so I didn't see it. <laughs> okay, now let's see if I can do this. Yeah. Okay, here we are. Now, let me take this a little bit down. So, um, there's a very nice book I recommend to all of you. You can download this little book uh, free of charge from the internet. It's a little book called Compact Chaitanya Charitamrita, or Compact CC, and it's by Sutapa Das, and you can find it by going to his website, and you can find his website by searching Sutapa Das um, blog. You'll get his blog, which is a very nice blog, and within that is, I think, books, and within books, you'll see this book. And you can download it. And uh, this is one page of that book. And this one page gives a summary of the entire Chaitanya Charitamrita. Yes, folks. 
the whole thing is here. And he's given some very nice summary, I think. You uh, taking, first of all, some key words. So you'll see here, uh, number one, invocation. And he's identifying this with uh, the first 12 chapters of Adi Lila. Now, in one sense, he's expanding the idea of invocation, but I think it's appropriate. But let's read his little paragraph first. He says, Krishnadas prays for blessings, establishes Sri Chaitanya's divinity, describes his associates, and explains the reasons for his descent. He invokes respect and reverence before narrating the life story of Sri Chaitanya. So indeed, that is what happens in the first uh, 12 chapters. And these first 12 chapters, sometimes devotees are a bit uh, discouraged when attempting to read these chapters because they encounter quite a lot of theology. We often say philosophy, I would say. Uh, okay, Vaishnava philosophy, but it tends to be more on the theological side because it's all uh, based on, uh, it's, it's God-centered philosophy, if you like. And the first 14 verses of the first chapter are, you can say, the invocation proper, which is to say they are, in a kind of formal sense, announcing. And after Krishnadas Kaviraj gives this invocation, a few verses later, uh, verse number 22 of Adi Lila. He says, She Mangala Charanahoi Trividha Prakar Vastu Nirdesh Ashirvado Namaskar Vastu Nirdesha Ashirvada Namaskar. The invocation involves three processes, defining the objective, offering benedictions, and offering obeisances. So that's like a definition of Mangala Charana. And this is what he's doing in the first 14 verses. But then for the next 12, the first and then the remaining 11 chapters, He's essentially elaborating on what he has spoken in those first 14 verses. Uh, and he's doing this in a very uh, elaborate and very thorough uh, and uh, sometimes complex ways. 
And sometimes devotees get a little impatient with this because there's not a whole lot of what we may call action, uh, narrative, story, although there is some story uh, in especially chapter seven uh, describing what will be described again later in Madhya Lila, uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's encounter with Prakasha Ananda Saraswati Thakur. So I thought, let's go through this. Uh, let's go through the whole Chaitanya Charitamrita in one quick uh, whirlwind tour. The next two chapters, that's chapters four, 13 and 14, Sutapa uh, describes as incarnation. Nimai is born, his miraculous childhood pastimes endear him to the inhabitants of Navadvip and further confirm his divine identity. Now this, we may wonder why this description is relatively short. Uh, and the reason is quite clear. Mm, that I believe is explained in chapter eight of um, Adi Lila. Is it chapter eight? In any case, uh, Krishnadas explains why and how he is writing the Chaitanya Charitamrita, and he is praising Brindavandas Thakur for his Chaitanya Mangala, which becomes then known as Chaitanya Bhagavata. And he is saying there that he is not going to repeat what Brindavandas Thakur has already written. He will simply refer to it briefly and then he will move on. He will summarize. And why is that? Because he wants to focus on what Brindavandas Thakur did not include, namely the later pastimes. Uh, and so a short description of his appearance, his miraculous childhood pastimes, uh, the fun that little Nimai has playing as a child, getting into mischief. But the details of that, uh, much more detail is there given by Vrindavandas Thakur. Then we get two chapters describing Nimai's education. And we might want to say that uh, here's where we start. Mm, well, maybe it's too early to call him Nimai Pandit. Why is he called Nimai? It's said because he was born under a Neem tree. And so he would... Uh, this was his uh, nickname. 
Nimai receives some life lessons when his brother leaves home and his father passes away. Nevertheless, he begins his formal education and quickly gains fame for his scholarly prowess. We may recall that Navadvip is a center of learning in India at this time. It's famous for that. It's not just the Vaishnavas that say that. Mm. It's also known, or it was specifically known as a place where uh, Nyaya uh, was cultivated, was taught. And it's, as I understand, it's said to be the place where a new sort of Nyaya was developed called Navanyaya or Nunyaya. And apparently Vasudev Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya in the Chaitanya Charitamrita, he's just called Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya. Vasudev Sarvabhoma Bhattacharya was one of the active pundits in this movement of Navanyaya in Navadvip before he went to Puri. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was a young lad picking up all these uh, kinds of talent. Oops, I'm trying to move this. So move it here. <clears throat> he was quickly picking up all this knowledge, uh, nyaya, and also grammar. Now, grammar, you may think, what's the big deal about grammar? <laughs> In Sanskrit learning, grammar can be a very big topic. It's like Mm. It's understood if you can learn perfect Sanskrit grammar, uh, you can become liberated. There's a whole philosophy called uh, the philosophy of the grammarians in India, the Sanskrit grammarians. And their philosophy, yeah, they argue how Sanskrit is uh, an ideal language. It's not an artificial language. It's primordial. And if you learn it perfectly, you can... Um, it's like yoga. You can become liberated. Uh, I don't know where they describe you go, but maybe to grammar loka. I don't know. In any case, you... In any case, um, Sanskrit grammar can be quite complex and there can be, there is a lot written about Sanskrit grammar. Most famously, there is Panini's uh, Ashtadhyayi, uh, which means eight chapters of grammar. And based on that eight chapters of Panini are so many commentaries and there's also a, a grammar by Srila Jiva Goswami. Mm. 
Harinamamrita Vyakarana, uh, which is um, also a quite substantial work of sutras, uh, which is also based on um, the Panini's grammar, but it's transformed by Srila Jiva Goswami into Harinama Amrita Vyakaran. He changes everything to um, using examples from the names of the Lord, of Hari, of Vishnu, of Krishna. And by using names of Krishna and Vishnu and so on, he makes the grammar amrita <laughs> instead of dry grammar. He says, I've written this grammar um, for the devotees because they should not have to suffer the dry grammar of panini. <laughs> and there's a translation of, there's, there's lagu, Harinam Amrita Vyakaran, and there's um, uh, there's uh, there's a a, a full size Harinam Amrita Vyakaran, and there's a medium size, which has been translated by devotee or devotees, and which is available translated in English. Okay, we come to chapter 17, transformation. Nimai receives initiation into the chanting of Krishna's names, transforms into a devotional live wire, and begins to popularize congregational chanting as the prime means of spiritual elevation. He then accepts the order of sannyasa, and becomes known as Sri Krishna Chaitanya. So this is all packed into Adi Lila chapter 17. The transformation of Nimai, who becomes known as Nimai Pandit, becomes now Sri Krishna Chaitanya. And this is where we were reading last week. After he had taken sannyas, he intends to go to Vrindavan Dham, and he ends up not very far from Navadvip. He ends up actually south of Navadvip in Shantipur with Advaita Charya. And there's an extensive description of Advaita Charya's hospitality uh, at his home, hospitality uh, welcoming not only Mahaprabhu and his immediate companions, uh, Nityananda Prabhu and who else was with him? Uh, Mukunda, Chandrasekhar, in any case. But then the devotees came from Navadip, several devotees, and Advaitacharya welcomed them all and housed them, it's mentioned. He housed them uh, for several days while Mahaprabhu stayed 
And when Mahaprabhu, and then of course, uh, what happens, uh, Sachi Mata comes and meets her, her son and there is uh, uh, wonder, there are wonderful exchanges, uh, bittersweet exchanges, we can say. And uh, Sachi Mata is given permission, given blessings by the devotees. She wants to cook for her son while she, for all the days that he is present. Uh, apparently, there had been a bit of competition. Some others wanted to cook, um, but they agreed, okay, let her do all the cooking. So, uh, for some days. And then one day, um, Mahaprabhu decides, okay, after he has agreed that he's going, going to stay in Puri, so that his mother will always um, get news about him from the coming and going of devotees, Navadvip to Puri, Puri to Navadvip. He, he agrees to that happily, and then he says, okay, now I must go. But then Advaitacharya says, no, please stay, stay two or four more days. <laughs> two or four, okay. So he says, all right, and he stays two or four more days. And they have, of course, lots of Harikata, Krishna Kata during all these days. And it said, what do they do in the evenings, in the night? They have kirtan. So I don't know if there was any sleeping going on. Okay, now we come to Madhya Lila. And Madhya Lila describes, first of all, renunciation in the first six chapters. Having adopted the renounced order, Sri Chaitanya begins his life as an itinerant preacher. After a final meeting in Shantipur, he bids farewell to his beloved family and friends and travels to Jagannath Puri. And the description of that travel to Jagannath Puri is somewhat detailed. I should say chapters, what is it? Chapters four and five in particular uh, describe uh, the lingering, you can say, of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu with Nityananda at two different temples. And one of the temples is the Chirachor Gopinath. And the title of this chapter is Sri Madhavendra Puri's Devotional Service, which indicates an important point is that as Sutapa Prabhu mentions here, the theme is renunciation. Madhavendra Puri is the model of renunciation, of extreme renunciation. And uh, the story of Madhavendra Puri is told 
rather in quite some detail how he was sent by his Gopal deity at Govardhan uh, to collect Chandan uh, from Puri, which is, you know, more than a thousand miles away. And so walking, 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 he eventually comes uh, into Orissa and he is, he must have come, gone through Bengal. He comes down uh, from the north to Remuna. And in Remuna, he makes a stopover at the temple of Gopinath. And while he's in the temple of Gopinath, he hears about this wonderful kheer, this uh, sweet milk, boiled down milk preparation that's made. And as he is uh, sitting in the temple room chanting Hare Krishna and the offering is being made, the last offering of the day with, I think it's mentioned, 12 pots of uh, kheer. Madhavendra Puri thinks it will be nice if after the offering I could taste some of this uh, prasad and by tasting this prasad I will know uh, I, I can learn or maybe he wants to ask the pujari how to make it but it, it's not said just by tasting it he will then know how to make this for his deity of Krishna. A thought which, you know, you and I, at least I think, well, that's a quite reasonable thought to have. But Madhavendra Puri, after he had the thought, had another thought. And that other thought was, this was terrible. This was an aparada to be thinking of tasting what Krishna is now tasting is a complete aparada. And he felt so bad about this that he left the temple and went into the market, the deserted marketplace and just stayed there. <clears throat> So this whole story is told. We know the story how Gopinath uh, becomes Shirachor Gopinath, stealing, stealing. Daityesha Ji, I think you have unmuted yourself in a way which, oh, maybe it's not you, maybe it's someone else. Okay, we're okay again, <laughs> hearing. Um, the point is that Madhavendra Puri is this model of renunciation and he becomes recognized for his advanced uh, Krishna consciousness. He's not simply renounced, but he's highly uh, devoted to Lord Krishna and that devotion is highly highlighted at the same time that uh, the reality of the deity as being not simply 
a stone statue, but being the Lord himself is highlighted. And then in the next chapter is another story, uh, which is highlighting again the reality of the deity, in this case, uh, Shakshi Gopal, because Shakshi Gopal, uh, that village is on the way to Puri. Uh, and uh, so Mahaprabhu stops there also. And here's that story about he, how Gopal becomes Shakshi Gopal um, to save the reputation of uh, the unnamed older Brahmana who had made a promise excuse me, to a younger Brahmana, which now mm, is being saved or is being uh, affirmed by, by, by Gopal, by Shakchi Gopal, by moving a long distance uh, from North to South India. So all of that is Building up, we can say, to Mahaprabhu's appearance or his arrival in Puri. And Jagannath Puri is going to be the center of most of what happens in the remainder of the Chaitanya Charitamrita. But soon after Mahaprabhu arrives in Puri, it seems like he's going to break his promise to his mother because he soon leaves Puri and goes south. And he's going to be traveling for some years. So we come to part number six, propagation. First was renunciation, now propagation. Of course, renunciation continues. Chapters 7 through 15, Sri Chaitanya begins a tour of South India. He propagates Nama Sankirtan to everyone, regardless of religious, cultural, or social background. On his return, he displays incredible spiritual ecstasy at the Jagannath Puri Ratayatra festival. Um, one way of uh, looking at this section of Chaitanya Charitamrita is uh, what can be called Mahaprabhu's Digvijay. Digvijay, his conquering of the directions. Uh, traditionally, this would be something that is done by kings. The kings are uh, going off uh, and challenging their neighbors and sometimes fighting and in this way becoming victorious. And, and ideally, they want to be victorious in all directions. Dig means direction. So they conquer all the directions. Similarly, the devotees, uh, they go out and they conquer in all directions by their preaching. Uh, this 
is a kind of pattern. Uh, we see this before Mahaprabhu. We see uh, Shankaracharya was traveling and he was conquering the directions and then he was establishing his mutts, his ashramas in four corners of what's now called India. Uh, Madhvacharya was also traveling and conquering the directions by his preaching. So Mahaprabhu also was traveling and conquering the directions. And we can say he was also having some adventures. And we can say he was having some uh, entertaining uh, exchanges. I'm thinking in particular of his encounter with uh, Venkatabhatta, the head priest of uh, the Sri Rangam temple. His exchange, uh, his friendly joking exchange with Venkatabhatta, that is described in uh, one of these chapters, eight, nine, ten, I don't remember now. Uh, and some not so friendly exchanges. Uh, we encounter Chaitanya Mahaprabhu meeting some Buddhists who want to trick him, to embarrass him, to eat something untouchable. But uh, the Lord is saved by a crow a large bird uh, that comes and picks up the so-called offering and drops it on the head of the uh, the head monk of these this group of of uh, Buddhist monks. So adventures and meeting with so many sadhus, meeting also with Lord Shiva himself. And I should mention um, perhaps most important meeting that he has near the beginning of this section is uh, with Sri Ramananda Rai. In chapter eight, he goes uh, to south, he goes uh, to Raj, what is called Rajamundri today. Um, Raja Mahendri, I think. And he meets Ramananda Roy, has conversation with him for, what does it say, three or four days, summarized in uh, the uh, Ramananda Goranga Samvada in Chaitanya Charitamrita. Although this was a private conversation, Somehow or other, it has entered into Chaitanya Charitamrita. How it has entered, I cannot say. I can guess uh, that Mahaprabhu later reported it to Swarup Damodar, and then Swarup Damodar uh, and maybe Raghunath Das reported it. Uh, Raghunath could have reported it to Krishnadas Kaviraj. Then, 16 through 18, aspiration is an interesting 
uh, term. It, to aspire is to hope for something and to work toward it. After many failed attempts, Sri Chaitanya finally fulfills his long-cherished aspiration to visit the holy land of Vrindavan. He rediscovers sacred landmarks and visits the places where Lord Krishna enacted his pastimes. Well, as, as we discussed uh, from the very beginning of his renunciation, he wanted to go to Vrindavan, but he was redirected or misdirected. He was directed elsewhere, <laughs> directed to the house of uh, Advaita Acharya. So now, finally, he's, he's made... Uh, another attempt to go to Vrindavan and he was turned back, discouraged by the devotees who advised him, Sanatana Goswami, Rupa Goswami advised him, this is not the time to go to Vrindavan. Whether the reason given in Chaitanya Charitamrita is the whole reason, we may not know, but uh, there could have been other reasons. He was told that you have a crowd of people with you. That's not good. You should not go with a crowd to Rindavan. Maybe he could have told them, go back, I'm going alone. When he finally went, when Mahaprabhu finally left Puri to go to Rindavan, he left somewhat secretly. And he also uh, went by a path, uh, a sort of mm, non-standard pathway. He went through the Jarikanda, which presumably would have been a rather dangerous way to go, but uh, he felt no danger at all. In fact, he was quite happy as he was going through the forest to engage uh, the various forest animals in his Sankirtan. He spends some time in Vrindavan, but not very much time. He spends, apparently it's only about two months. He's walked for, I mean, it would have taken, it must have taken at least a month to walk there. Now he stays in Vrindavan for one month, for two months, sorry. Uh, and then he leaves. And the reason given for his leaving so soon is that Balabhadra Bhattacharya, his uh, follower and servant, uh, begs him to leave. The reason being that Mahaprabhu is putting himself in too many dangerous conditions because of his ecstasies. Because he's so overwhelmed by his feelings, um, after all, who is who is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu? He is Krishna himself, but is he in the mood of Krishna? No, he is in the mood of Shimati Radha, Radhika, Radharani. Um, but he's also sometimes in the mood of Krishna for um, 
sometimes. And all of this is too much ecstasy. And as a re result of his ecstatic emotions, he's forgetting himself. He's forgetting to, um, to be careful. All of us in our ordinary consciousness, we're quite body conscious and we're quite careful with our bodies not to let them become damaged unnecessarily. But Mahaprabhu was, practically speaking, not in his body. Although the Lord is non-different from his body, he was acting as if he is out, out of his body or out of his mind uh, when he would go diving into the Yamuna and then stay submerged in the Yamuna and so on. So therefore, Balabhadra pleaded with him uh, to please let us go away from uh, this place, which is dangerous for you. Uh, and I cannot, I cannot protect you from all of these dangers. And Mahaprabhu wants to please his devotees. And therefore, he's obedient to uh, uh, Balabhadra. Bhattacharya, and they leave Vrindavan after two months. The next section, which is the final section of Madhya Leela, chapters 19 through 25, uh, he designates as organization. It's an interesting um, rubric to use here. Before returning to Puri, Sri Chaitanya systematically educates Rupa and Sanatan in the science of devotion. He sends them to Vrindavan with the plan to establish and organize the Sankirtan movement. So these meetings are taking place on the way back to Puri. Uh, first, first, he is meeting, uh, who is it? Srila Rupa Goswami in uh, Prayag, which has incidentally, um, in recent uh, decades or perhaps centuries, it's been called Allahabad, uh, which is, of course, an Islamic name. And now, more recently, with the sort of Hindu nationalism being strong in India at present, uh, it has now been renamed as Prayag Raj, as I understand. Uh, so there he meets and uh, teaches Srila Rupa Goswami, it said, for 10 days. Rupa Goswami, who has come from the opposite direction, proceeds on from there to Vrindavan. Uh, and then Mahaprabhu proceeds on in the direction of Puri. And on the way, he stops in Varanasi or Kashi, or modern uh, term is Benares. On the, also on the bank of the Ganga, 
There he meets Sanatana Goswami, also coming the opposite direction, and he speaks, uh, teaches Sanatana Goswami, it said, for two months. Which is an interesting meditation, if you can imagine uh, being blessed to sit down uh, face to face with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Well, even for a moment, what to speak of, a day or 10 days or two months. In any case, Sanatana Goswami was blessed in this way. And the teachings are summarized in these uh, six chapters. Seven chapters, uh, seven, 19 through 25. Chapter 19, I believe, is teachings to Srila Rupa Goswami, and then 20 through 25 to Sanatana Goswami. Um, okay. And then Mahaprabhu proceeds on from there back toward Puri. And returning to Puri begins Antyalila. And with Antyalila, we have 20 chapters and we have again four sections according to uh, Suttapa Prabhu. The first section is called Appreciation. And I immediately say the second section is correction. And you'll notice he has, for both of these, Antilila chapters 1 through 13 is referring to both appreciation and correction. And I think these are very nice, uh, broad terms to describe these chapters, because that's what's happening. <laughs> In these chapters, Mahaprabhu is appreciating some devotees and he is correcting other devotees. We may say he's also appreciating those devotees that he's correcting. But this is kind of the running theme. So chapter one, Mahaprabhu is a Appreciating Srila Rupa Goswami, who has come back to Puri now after he's been in Vrindavan for some time. We don't get a lot of exact details about how long Rupa Goswami stays in Vrindavan before he goes to Puri uh, or other such. Uh, movements of the different devotees. But in any case, Rupa Goswami came back. Also, Sanatana Goswami comes to Puri. That'll be described in chapter four. Uh, chapter two, the chastisement of Junior Haridas. And this is then going under the uh, rubric of correction Uh, we have, I found a very nice, um, helpful understanding of this 
particular pastime from my godbrother Vyasaki Prabhu, who explained that he may have also gotten from another source, but it's, I think, a nice point made uh, that hmm, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was concerned about how some of his senior associates in Puri were behaving, uh, his senior renunciant associates, the uh, the sannyasis. He had several sannyasi associates, and they were senior to him in various ways, and therefore he did not, he was not in a position to correct them. It would have been a breach of Vaishnava etiquette. We may want to say, well, you know, he was... He is Krishna, he is the Lord, uh, so of course he can correct them. But no, he is in the mood of a devotee. And he's acting in that mood. And he's feeling that way also. He's feeling uh, in the mood of a devotee. He is not simply acting this way, but he's feeling this way. And so he's thinking, how can I correct them? They are getting a little bit lax in hmm, relating, perhaps perhaps they're speaking with uh, women um, in some private situation. This is not appropriate. And, but how to correct them? So he he took this one opportunity in which one of his juniors, Haridas Jr., who was also a renunciant, uh, goes and begs rice uh, from um, Shiki Mahiti's um, sister, Madhavi, who is not, she's an elderly lady, there are various things said about this. What was, you know, what was actually the problem? Uh, and some say, well, he was. There was a younger uh, daughter there. And in any case, the point is that Mahaprabhu took this as he he made Junior Haridas into an object uh, of teaching. Uh, and Junior Haridas accepted this, uh, and therefore Junior Haridas becomes glorious because he accepts the mm, chastisement, the correction of Mahaprabhu, uh, and he does the ultimate penance. He goes uh, to the uh, Sangam at uh, Prayag and gives up his life. And Mahaprabhu expresses satisfaction with this. All of this uh, is happening for the purpose of correction, but it's not so much correction of Haridas, it's correction of the others in, in Puri, the other renunciants. 
we may say, well, this is really an extreme way to make a correction. Yes, uh, this may be called, um, as one scholar put it, hard bhakti, hard bhakti sometimes is manifest. Okay, now we have, oh, did I read? I didn't read. Um, Sri Chaitanya returns to Puri and teaches Vaishnava culture. Through his daily interactions, he shows great appreciation for devotees who embody humility, surrender, renunciation, and unshakable faith. And then correction, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu establishes the spiritual culture by correcting other devotees, he highlights the, uh, the dangers of fault-finding, philosophical deviation, and inappropriate association. So, very nice summary. Okay, then, chapters 14 through 19 of Antilila is... Uh, having the general theme of intoxication. And we may be shocked. What? Mahaprabhu taking intoxication? That's right. But what is his intoxication? His is relishing the nectar of the feelings of separation from Lord Krishna. In his final 12 years, Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu retreats into seclusion. His feelings of separation from Krishna result in highly elevated transcendental moods displaying the character of a madly intoxicated lover of God. And of course, much in these chapters, you feel Krishnadas Kaviraj expressing a sense of maybe desperation is not the word, but a certain frustration uh, at not being able to describe a feeling of inadequacy to describe uh, the, the behavior and the feelings the internal feelings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So this is um, chapter 14, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's feelings of separation from Krishna. That's the title of chapter 14. Chapter 15, the transcendental madness of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chapter 16, Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu tastes nectar from the lips of Lord Sri Krishna. Chapter 17, the bodily transformations of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Chapter 18, rescuing the Lord from the sea. And chapter 19, the inconceivable behavior of Lord Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Um, so these are all uh, 
variations on this theme of intoxication. And then finally, we come to the final chapter, Antilila instruction. And here, uh, Sutapa Prabhu is simply taking the word shiksha from uh, the uh, shikshamrita of Mahaprabhu, Chaitanya's shikshamrita. Uh, the eight prayers, the shikshashtakam. Chaitanya Charitamrita concludes with eight prayers, shikshashtakam, which capture, capture the teachings and instructions of Sri Chaitanya. So in one whirlwind tour, we have sallied forth into the Chaitanya Charitamrita. And what my purpose was in giving you this overview was to help you feel that it is possible to enter into the Chaitanya Charitamrita and not get lost. In other words, to give you some courage in case you felt that it might be a, too much for you to read Chaitanya Charitamrita. So this can help you. Again, it, you can download this very, very small book which gives uh, some more slight elaborations uh, from Suttapa Prabhu. And this may help you to chart your way, to navigate your way through Chaitanya Charitamrita. And you may want to do this in preparation for the appearance of Lord Chaitanya coming up on which day? Twenty-eighth of 28th, March. Twenty-eighth, twenty-eighth of March, and today's the thirteenth. So it's a very few days before coming up. Okay, I think uh, that's pretty much what I was going to share, and uh, maybe someone has a comment or a question to anything that we've talked about. You're welcome to speak up. Everyone's being very quiet today. Cavity, yes. Uh, you want to share the screen? We need... Okay. No, okay. I couldn't unmute, sorry. Hare Krishna Gurudev and everybody. Um, you mentioned in, in the previous Sangha that um, when you saw the, the photos of, of places in Chaitanya Charitamrita, that was very exciting for you. And I thought maybe you want to share with us how was it for you when you first went to those places? Oh. Um, Thank you. 
Thank you. Interesting question. Um, well, it was exciting. I first went to India in 1978. Uh, we, a few of us, I think. Who was with me? Uh, possibly Bhakti Vaibhava Swami, um, Dear Krishna, at the time now, Sudhir, Bhakti Sudhir Goswami. <clears throat> yeah, I think he and I went together. Anyway, um, we first, we landed in Delhi, then went by train, I think. We went to Brindavan, I mean to Mathura, and um, we must have taken a tanga from Mathura to Brindavan. I don't even know if they still have these horse tangas. I always feel sorry for these little bony horses pulling these carts full of people. Um, yeah, we came to Vrindavan. Um, by that time, the Krishna Balaram Mandir was completed. Of course, it was opened in 1975. So this is already three years later. Uh, the guest house was there. I believe we stayed in the guest house, which in those days, that was almost luxury. It was, uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> those are pretty small and simple rooms, but uh, yeah, we stayed there. And when we arrived, I immediately got sick. Uh, but not seriously sick. I was kind of down and out for mm, two, two or three days, and then I was, then I was okay again. And um, I mean, Vrindavan in those days, <laughs> I it really makes me feel old to say back when I went to Vrindavan in the first time in 1978. But I mean, it's really true that um, there wasn't very much around the Krishna Balaram Mandir constructed. I mean, there were some buildings, but it wasn't like now it is. And uh, Raman Reti, this uh, was an open area with lots of beautiful trees and beautiful sand and peacocks, you'd hear the peacocks uh, in the morning, in the evening, especially. Now, I don't think it's even possible, even if you would, I don't know, maybe from the roof of Krishna Balaram and Deer, you can hear peacocks if you listen, but now there's just so much built up, you can't the peacocks have all moved much further away. Uh, they've been forced out. Um, and you could, you could circumambulate, you could do parikrama of Vrindavan barefoot. I don't dare go barefoot now. I mean, devotees still do it, but now it's all, uh, um, you know, covered with blacktop, it's all paved. 
and there's there's motor traffic. There was no motor traffic uh, on the way along the along the Yamuna, which was really kind of along the Yamuna. Uh, things have changed so much <laughs> in Brindavan. And then uh, after some days in Brindavan, we went back to Delhi. We flew to Calcutta to this funny airport there. It was called Dum Dum Airport in those days. Because <laughs> that part of, of, uh, of Calcutta is called Dum Dum. And uh, we, we, how did we get, I don't remember how we got to Mayapur. We must have taken a train because we were really watching our our funds. We were really being careful about spending money. Um, so we must have taken a train, Howrah to Navadvip, and then across the, the Ganga, and then from Hulargat you take a a rickshaw, and then you come to to Mayapur. I don't remember if we went that way or the other way uh, through from Shelda Station to Krishnagar. Anyway, it was exciting uh, to see what we had seen something of in photos. Uh, at that time, the Mayapur project consisted of two buildings what was called the long building, and I think they still call it the long building, uh, which is a, a two-story building, and it's just one long straight building with many, many small rooms. Uh, it was Brahmachari Ashram plus, it was mainly Brahmachari Ashram, it was a few other things maybe. Now it's a lot of offices and I don't know what, Namhata and all kinds of things. And there was the Lotus Building. And the Lotus Building is where Srila Prabhupada had his room or rooms. Uh, there are two rooms there which are still there. They're preserved. There's a Prabhupada Murti. You go up on the second floor. Um, the Lotus Building is really, in, so, in many ways, still the best building in Mayapur because it has these very wide verandas. And this was specifically ordered by Srila Prabhupada. He said, I want this building to have wide verandas. And Prabhupada knew that if there would be wide verandas, then the breeze even in the hot season, the, the breeze coming would be very relaxing. And then the ground floor of that building was the temple. That ground floor temple area is now the exhibit hall for uh, the bas relief uh, exhibit of uh, Mahaprabhu's pastimes. Uh, and since then, well, 
if you have not yet been to Mayapur, you can now look on, you know, internet and you can search, you just search Google Mayapur and then uh, specify images and you'll get so many in images, including aerial. Uh, it was exciting. It was, yeah, we, you know, there was, uh, of course, um, the yoga pit. We had seen photos of the yoga pit, uh, the place where Mahaprabhu, uh, where Vishwambar uh, Nimai appeared, and um, other places around Navad, uh, Mayapur and Navadvip. We could see them for real in three dimensions. And of course, now we were experiencing all the sights and uh, yes, the smells and all the people. Um, and somehow it felt very special. It felt that yes, these, these are not just ordinary places. Uh, these are places where the Lord has had his pastimes and where we have the good fortune to enter into his pastimes being in his holy doms. And there was a very strong sense of presence of Srila Prabhupada, for me especially in Mayapur, uh, because Mayapur was, of course, Prabhupada's project. In Vrindavan, of course, also Krishna Balaram Mandir, Prabhupada's house is there. Um, yeah, very wonderful. How to describe. <laughs> <clears throat> Okay, well, thank you all so much for joining our little party. And I wish you all the best for this coming week. If you have not yet seen uh, our film, Chetukarani is here. Did you want to say something about the film, Chetukarani? Okay, Hare Krishna, please accept my respectful obeisances. Jashila Prabhupada. Oh, yes, I can always speak about the movie, but I had one question about uh, Chaitanya Charitamrita, about uh, if we have time. Well, let's see, what is your question? We might save the answer for the next time. <laughs> okay, my question is, uh, uh, I, I am. I generally see that Chaitanya Charitamrita is a story of Krishna and the story of sannyasis and deep, deep devotion. And there is no part uh, for the woman. We as spirit souls, uh, we are in the body of a female. So, and we are in Maya. I, I am in Maya, and I am in a female body. Uh, so. Generally, in uh, trying to understand uh, devotion, it's very hard for me to approach the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya 
uh, in this woman's, uh, you know, uh, perception. The perception is, mm-hmm. the body gives you this perception. There's not so much to do about that. And uh, so I see that the male um, devotees can relate it very nicely with the pastimes of Lord Chaitanya. And they, it is always <laughs> their desire yeah. to become the part of this team, you know, traveling and only sannyas. <laughs> No woman and this is so exciting for the devotees, especially for brahmacharis and also for girls. So my question is, um, being in this female body, how can I connect with these <laughs> pastimes of uh, Lord Chaitanya? And uh, I, I'm thinking, okay, but she, but he's in the uh, mood of Radharani, I can't think like this, but she he's in the form mood of Radharani, but he's acting like a sannyasi. So I really try to find uh, a connection so that when I am reading Chaitanya Charitamrita, I can relish more in this female body. <laughs> okay, it's a nice question, and I think we will save it for next time if that's okay. And I suggest that also perhaps others of you, uh, in particular ladies, might want to also think about how you would answer, or maybe you have the same question, but maybe you also have some comments um, to this question of Chitrakarni. Okay? Thank you. So we leave you all with a question, a kind of cliff, cliffhanger, as we say. And uh, yeah, everyone stay well, stay safe, st- be happy, chant and be happy. And uh, read Chaitanya Charitamrita. Shri <laughs> Chaitanya Charitamrita Ki Jai. Thank you all, Srila Prabhupada ki jai, Ananta Koti Vaishnavarinda ki jai, Itai Gora Premanande. Hari 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 Hari